Hello, I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. By February 1945, the U.S. 29th Division had been fighting its way across Europe for nine terrible months. Only a handful of the men who had landed at Omaha Beach in June 1944 were still around, and they had no hope of getting out. Army policy was that they would keep fighting until they were killed, wounded, or until they won the war. Private Emil Willemitz had joined the division just after the Normandy landing. Although he'd been wounded in the hand, not seriously enough to be sent home, word spread among the stream of green replacements in his unit that he was one of the fortunate few who had never been wounded at all. One after another, they approached and silently touched him for luck. It made him nervous, but he tried to ignore them. All his friends had been killed, until only his old sergeant remained, and he refused to get close to anyone else. In February, in the dead cold of a dark winter morning, the division crossed the Rohr River. It was 1,200 feet wide, with a strong current, and sporadic German fire passed over their heads as the boat touched the German side. Willemitz jumped onto the slippery bank and was turning around to take the mortar from his sergeant when he heard a horrible thump and saw his last friend fall back into the boat, the victim of a stray bullet. As Willemitz started up the bank, he ran into the rest of the squad, who had gathered together mourning the loss of their sergeant. Willemitz realized they were ignoring everything the sergeant had taught them. Spread out, don't bunch up, and most importantly, dig in. Suddenly, someone whistled an alarm. On the brow of a hill, a self-propelled German 90-millimeter cannon was tracking them, its long barrel slowly turning until they were squarely in its sights. Willemitz knew what was about to happen, but he was too disgusted with himself to be frightened. He turned his back on the gun and started a dive, just as a shell whooshed over his head with a roar like Niagara Falls. The last thing he remembered was being engulfed in an enormous black flash. Days later, he awoke in a Paris hospital. Under a local anesthetic, he watched the surgeons repair his wounded shoulder while they joked about women and dates. Shortly thereafter, he was removed from his ward and placed in a private room. Many things in combat accumulate in your brain, he explained later, which stores them where memory can't reach them. He had been refighting the war at night, afflicted with what they called combat fatigue and what we know to be post-traumatic stress syndrome. To draw the memories to the surface, where it was hoped they could be dispelled, Hospital psychiatrists gave him sodium pentothal and sat him on a bench in a hall or in the sun with other men whose eyes fixed upon nothing. Sit here until you feel like going back to your ward, they said. See you tomorrow. In April, his wound healed. They discharged him back to active duty in a rear echelon unit. In May, the war in Europe ended, but one last tragedy awaited Willamitz. In a passing conversation, he learned that a girl he'd loved since college, who had been working in France as a nurse, had been killed when her jeep overturned. With no reason now to return home, Willamette shifted from unit to unit, visited his father's family in Austria, against orders, and finally left Europe for New York in the summer of 1946, aboard a Liberty ship with 3,000 others. At home, discharged from the Army, he was unsure what to do with his life. On a whim, he learned photography, saw more doctors, took more sodium pentothal, and in 1948 went south to work as a photojournalist for the Civil Rights Movement. There, he met another girl and married her. He was still plagued by the mental and physical symptoms of combat fatigue, but after a time, he decided the doctors had no cure for it, so he stopped going to them. Aided only by his new wife, he struggled on alone until he had largely conquered his own mind and memories. The better part of a decade had passed since he'd been wounded, but at last, his war was over.